Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Bijou Banter. In the KUI studio, we got Orson Cod. Greetings. Daniel Mergugahoyer. Hello. And we got a special guest today, Dana Woolery. Hello, boys and ghouls of Radioland. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of that, today is October 7th. Although it's not the first week of October, I guess it kind of is, but it's spooky season. So to celebrate, we're going to talk about two horrifying films that are on streaming <laughs> services. <laughs> and horrifying, those are, yeah. yeah, Hocus Pocus 2, the long-awaited sequel to the cult classic from 1993 and the monsters a reboot of the classic 1960 show from director rob zombie and we're going to begin with hocus pocus 2 and this is a special episode because two years ago we made a promise a promise that even though most of us didn't like this the original film we had to talk about the sequel and here we are today so calvin leslie if you're joining or if you're listening this one goes out to you buddy now (laughs) (laughs) so Anyway, Hocus Pocus 2, um, it was directed by Ann Fletcher and stars Bette Mittler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Kathy Namjini, Sam Richardson, Doug Jones, Whitney Peake, Melissa Escobedo, and uh, Tony Hale. And basically the plot of this movie, it's uh, about the Sanderson sisters returning to uh, Salem, Massachusetts after 29 years of being basically dead and stuff happens. You've seen the first one, you've seen the second film. I'm pretty much setting the tone of what we thought as film, but I don't want to speak for everyone. What did we think? I didn't like grow up with Hocus Pocus. I was more of a Halloween town guy. And so when we watched it two years ago, I just remember thinking like, I'm 19 years old and I'm watching Hocus Pocus. Like not cause I have like a kid or like a little niece or something. I'm just watching it. And so I just remember thinking, oh, and it's just, it's not very good like at all. And so I wasn't really looking forward to this one that much because, you know, we made the pact and it's exciting or whatever, but it's more of a joke. Like the reason we watched those Lego Star Wars specials or whatever. <laughs> but this was just such a drag to sit through. It's like almost two hours long and it's not funny. I mean, the witches, it's, you know, cool that like, you know, older women are coming back and they're able to replay these characters and there's kind of that representation. But I just didn't feel any charisma between them. I didn't feel any charisma between the new actresses they brought in to play the young characters. The only saving grace about this was that I was more or less paying attention to the screen when Sam Richardson and Tony Hale were on screen because I'm a fan of their comedy. But other than that, this was pretty pretty bad. Uh, so obviously I wasn't actually on this episode about two years ago. You should have. I, <laughs> I, I should have been, yeah. Um, I, I actually did grow up with the original Hocus Pocus. Like I wasn't necessarily uh, like attached to it though because i never really was i never drew me in Mm -hmm. but i can kind of say i understand like you know why it has the fandom that it has and to be honest like the sanderson sisters in the first movie are fun like they're the actresses are just having a ball despite the fact that they're not very well written characters um but yeah the movie was just cheesy i just didn't get like what they were trying to get across with the whole message about virgin and candles but yeah i don't know I, i but i I understand why people like the film. It seems like a guilty pleasure nowadays. This one, oh man, if you guys saw my letterbox review, you you know oh, you I loved was, it. Oh yeah, I totally loved that. <laughs> I don't know. Half the time, it's just like this is just painfully lazy. Like because it just comes across like one of those like a late Disney Channel films, and it's mm. just not a very and like not one of the good ones anyway. And it's just like. It feels like such a cash grab. Like you Walgreens. Bring, like, like you literally, you like you literally feel like that 
they're trying to profit off of people's love of the original, which is not a good thing because I mean, there's a lot of I know a lot of people that love this movie, and this just kind of felt like very cynical and very corporate, and I just cannot get into it. You guys wasted Hannah Waddingham. I mean, Ted Wassel fan here, but it's like you guys just wasted her, man. And it's like I just don't get it. Like it's wow. I don't get the fandom. Doug Jones looked like he was the only one really trying in this film, despite the poor makeup. And I don't know, like you, it's kind of bad when you know the makeup in the original film looked much better than the makeup in this film. Like it's just, especially the advance in the like makeup effects. So yeah, I wasn't really a big fan of this one. Um, like like Orson and you, Matthew, I did not grow up with the original Hocus Pocus. Um, I watched it for the first time two weeks ago in preparation because you, I, I wanted to do Bijou banter. Um, when you guys were doing the monsters and so it's like, oh, I have to watch Hocus Pocus 2. And so I guess I have to watch Hocus Pocus 1. And like you, I did not care for it at all. Um, it's, I don't get it. Um, I will say after watching Hocus Pocus 2, I did, you know, I, I kind of appreciated it a bit more because like, oh, you know, unlike Hocus, at least unlike Hocus Pocus 2, it felt like there's a personality and they were trying and it didn't feel like cash grab um trying to cash you know um so uh i also so hocus pocus 2 yeah i didn't i didn't like it as much um it it's the classic hollywood sequel where it's the same movie again oh. it's the same movie you saw just again the same beat for beat and i hope we can get more into that you know uh, this comes as no shock i did not like hocus pocus 1 at all i think it's very bad, although I do see the appeal. If you grew up watching it, that's probably where a lot of the nostalgia and the cult fan base comes from. But I wasn't born in, in the 90s. I didn't grow up with it. I saw it for the first time two years ago and was confused, annoyed, and just like, I, I yeah, I don't get it. But so because of that, I would have not seen this film had we decided that we were going to talk about it two years ago. And I was under the impression that this could go two ways. This could either be the exact same thing as the first one, or it'll be self-aware and be almost like a Lego movie where it's subversive, it pokes fun at the tropes. Well, color be shocked when I realize that it is the same thing. It's the exact same thing. They just do the same beats over and over again. It's not funny. If anything, it's lazier. And I will say this film didn't annoy me as much as the original, but it was just more like painfully lazy. Like I couldn't believe it. And this is coming from someone who's not a fan of the first one. If you are a fan of the first one, I think you deserve something better. I don't think you should just have the same film on loop because they looked at the filmmakers looked at it and was like, okay, this is what made the first film work. We're just going to repeat the same thing, but they didn't do anything creative with it. It's so painfully lazy. There's no heart or passion put into this. You can just tell that when the screenwriter and the director were making this, they're like, okay, this is going to make money. This is the ratings will shoot up on Disney Plus, which it did. This was the most popular movie on Disney Plus of all time, by the way. That makes me really sad. But yeah, nothing, there's nothing of value here. Literally nothing. Even though it's not the worst thing I've seen all year, it's not even the worst like sequel I've seen all year. It's very bad. I just knew when they started dancing and singing to Blondie. We'll like, get into that. <laughs> I don't. I understand why that's there because it's not like because they the, did it in the first one. They had like they, a song and dance sequence. But at least that was an original song. 
Yeah. Was it? it no, it wasn't. I a put a spell on you. Song. No, it wasn't. What? No, it wasn't. No. It was a f- song it, from the forties. It was like a forties. Yeah. Oh, really? So, yeah. oh. Again, it's the exact same beat. It's it's a you know in the one that was made in the nineties. Like, oh, let's sing a song for the nineties that our parents, like the parents of the nineties, would have known. Let's sing a song that the parents watching this would know. And like, that's but how many people our generation know about Blondie? That's my question. Like, or even the uh, generation they're trying to appeal to right now, which are like you know five to thirteen year olds. How many of them go? I, I mean, a lot of those songs came from the '80s, not the '90s. There's yeah, an Elton John song in there, which unfortunately has a word that I can't say on air. But oh, um, gosh, that's <laughs> a wish, right? I, I, that, 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 and um, the Walgreens scene just made me want to turn this off. In fact, as I, as I, I, I actually messaged you, Matthew, yeah, I saw. a message saying like, "Why are we doing this to ourselves?" I just cannot. At least you weren't here on the bubble discussion, well, Dana. <laughs> didn't like they kind of repeat a joke too, where one of the witches in the first one rides a vacuum, and in yeah. this one she's riding Roomba. a Roomba. Two Roombas, <laughs> like it's a like she's from Blade Runner or something, where it's like a hovercraft, yeah. and then um, one of the witches, Sarah Jessica Parker, rides on a Swiffer wet jet. You know, one of the things I noticed while watching this, and I'm like, for a Disney Plus original movie, this has terrible CGI, and I get it. Yeah, you know, it's I'm bad. sure it's because of the. You know, the backlog right now with all the Marvel stuff and the DC stuff, Avatar, what have you. And Hocus Pocus 2 is probably just oh, put to the wayside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But one, well, just in general. But like every time the witches were flying, it didn't look good. Yeah. I mean, in the first film, it didn't look great either. But, but that can give a pass because it's, you know, what was it, 93? And plus, and well, it wasn't that, that long. Kind of yeah. vibe of it too. So. What's that? And kind of embrace that corny vibe of it too. So I didn't mind that like you know, the visual effects in the original, but this one, it's like, I will say if there's one thing that I found refreshing about this film, it's the fact that it didn't have the weird out-of-pocket jokes that the first film did, because that really, I'm not even that, like, sensitive when it comes to that type of material in general, but it's like, it's so unnecessary in the first film. It's just weird and awkward and uncomfortable. I don't want to show, I wouldn't show my kid that, basically. I, I don't want to. At least here, they don't do that. They poke one funny joke at that with the, with, like, the virgin talk, which I'm like, okay, at least that's the only sense of self-awareness in this entire 103-minute film, which felt like 103 hours. Right. And it just, what gets accomplished is that, that's what I'm trying to say. Can you tell me the story of this film? Uh, it's Hocus Pocus 1, but this time it's about witches. The, this time what's different is that these kids, that it's about actual witches uh, who discover, which is one of my biggest, like, criticisms like i don't really care much for the obviously i didn't care much for focus focus but i just don't i personally didn't care much for, for this direction of like the the twist in this one is that these these are new like i don't know i just don't like the lore they added to like all this witch stuff i just like in the first one even though i don't care much for it i think one of the only interesting things i think worked about it is that they're just witches they just so happen to be witches i didn't think this movie needed lore if there's like, one thing hocus pocus needed it, it was more lore it's like, <laughs> it, it had to have the same witch, tri- witch trial yeah it's lore. like dune it's like dune oh it's, yeah and then all of a sudden the weakness is salt now like is that how i think that's an actual isn't that an actual thing though i don't know just, I mean, I, one I, of the one of the things that i, I was know, just like kind of felt lazy we tossed in one of the things, kind of to your point, Matthew, where you thought maybe they were going to go for the fall and like meta satirical elements, was that they kind of thread that line or like touch upon it, but they never fully went there when like they have the people literally dressing up as those characters, but like the the witch characters themselves don't realize like what's going on. It's like you could have had something really funny there. Or at least made them like these icons or something and like explored no, that, that, that more. Orson, that would have taken effort. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
Yeah, yeah, this is Disney Plus we're talking yeah. about, guys. <laughs> I actually disagree, kind of like, I think because I, one of my comments, like, when I wrote down was like, is this supposed to be meta commentary? Like, everyone was making comments about, like, oh, everyone used to hate you, but now we everyone loves you and is dressing up all like you. And I got this sense of, like, this sort of, like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge of, like, oh, I people hated people hated the first Hocus Pocus when it came out, and now everyone loves it. And I thought, I for me, like I think that was kind of like mm. meta commentary, and like oh, like wink, wink. Oh yeah, we we love Hocus Pocus, you know, freeform, am I right? Perhaps, yeah, but it's not. If if it was trying to be meta, they took like one step in and then just dipped out. It's not they didn't fully develop it because they realized it's like okay, if we want to do this meta thing, then. How do you balance that with the tone of it just basically being a remake and a carbon copy of the original? You can't do both. Like, commit commit to one, and unfortunately, they committed to the the far lazier route, which I was hoping they wouldn't do, but also not surprised, just right. because that seems to be the common trend of nostalgia bay uh, reboots and sequels. But yeah, <laughs> one of the other things like you pointed out in your original Hocus Pocus that I agree with is the first one had the very much captured Halloween and like the cold spirit. Yeah. And I agree with this one, in my opinion, maybe it, maybe it has to do with the digital filmmaking or I don't know, but um, I just feel like I didn't get that same sense of like Halloween cold, like, Oh, right. like, like the first one did, which is like, I don't know. It has that atmosphere on the first one. This one is just like, it feels like they're on a set it, you know, from right? like a it Disney channel corporate. show. Yeah. It looks exactly like the set to Hubie Halloween. Yeah. Hubie Halloween I'm, looks I mean, better it, than I mean, this in movie. the 90s, like they had the same limitations, but it's like, you know what, this is 2022 now. Like I'm pretty sure like Disney being like, you know, a multi-corporal billion dollar company. It's like, they should be able to like, you know, put more into this if they, I actually, like, you know, cared about this film. Which, you know, I, I wouldn't say there's not people that cared about this, like, going into it. I'm not discrediting the director or the writers, but it's like, I feel like there must have been some strings being pulled where it's like, I don't know, you, you, you can't go that far. You can't go that far. I can't go that meta. We don't want to go that meta yet. Uh, we want to have that family-friendly image. Disney. Like, yeah, that's what we want. It it just doesn't do anything in its power to stand out in any way whatsoever. I don't think this will... Ha this, there's no way this is going to have the same longevity as the first Hocus Pocus. No. And, like, who would you say the target audience is for this? Like, if, if you're a fan, and if this is all you wanted to see, then fine. But... Keep in mind that this is still a movie. This is still something that I, should be enjoyed by mass audiences, and there's no appeal. I think it's definitely going for the kids that grew up with it that are now in their 30s or maybe early 40s that are critics or people working in the industry as well or just movie lovers all around. But I think it's also trying to appeal especially to older women and young girls right now because, I mean, let's be honest, like there aren't really a lot of witch movies because mm -hmm. typically when we think of witches, I mean, they're directly associated with females. And we just don't really see a lot of those. There's obviously a lot of slashers or zombies or whatever, but there's nothing that like is singularly representing that horror subgenre. There's the witch. The, yeah, the, but the that's not, you know, that's not a very... The opening prologue of this movie looks straight out of that movie. So I feel you like, notice. you know, having uh, a Disney Plus movie that, you know, is a family-friendly movie, these, you know, assumed mothers that are in their mid-30s or early 40s or grandmothers can show it to their younger children and be like, look at this, it's Halloween season. It's something you can watch and enjoy. We're gonna transition into a quick grand spell and we'll be right back with more Bijou Banter. Sorry, that was my phone that just fell. Welcome back to Bijou Banter. We are continuing our conversation on Hocus Pocus 2. 
And let's let's talk about the comedy in this film. Did we find it funny? No. <laughs> no. 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 I wanted to bang my head against the wall while watching it. There might have been like one or two chuckle-worthy jokes from Sam Richardson or Tony Hale, but like I literally could not tell you what it is. You don't find them singing the witches back funny? No. I thought that was aggravating. There's so many yeah, lame... Yeah, Elton John needs to be treated better by Disney. I'm sorry. There's so many lame just like attempts at humor. Like Tony Hale, he's the mayor of the of Salem, and he loves his candy apples. So there's like this recurring gag where he's like in line to get a candy yeah. apple, but then oops, he has to get out of line, and then he comes back, he loses his spots. Like, really? This is the humor <laughs> right. that you're giving us? That was a little... Ha ha ha! They they think they think an Alexa is like an actual human. They being. they think that the audience that they're reaching out to has the mind of a one year old. <laughs> so, gosh, yeah. I guess I shouldn't like. I'm annoyed, but at the same time, I shouldn't be surprised because this is exactly how I predicted it would have gone down because it just takes all the elements from the first film, applies it to our modern time in the same vein as like Emoji Movie or Space Jam 2 did. It's just that type of humor. Granted, it's not as bad as those movies, but... So do you think there's going to be a third one? Because I kind of set it up at the end. Not that I consider that a spoiler, but seeing how insanely successful this has been on Disney Plus. I can't imagine like Well they don't have to they don't have to put much effort to make a, a I'm genuinely so but I'm like, asking yeah, do you actually think there will be? You know, I won't be shocked. Tell you the truth. I don't know when it's gonna come out. I doubt it'll take twenty nine years. Yeah. Are, but are you saying the next are we gonna are you gonna make another commitment that no. you banter no, no, we have to, no. we have to. <laughs> We'll, we we'll, we'll be we'll we'll be out here. Oh yeah, true. Then, yeah, so. true. Speaking Good, of the, we're safe. Speaking of the twenty nine year thing, I find it weird that they waited that they didn't just wait another year to make it or a nice crisp thirty. You think thirty would be a more Halloween, you know, kind of thing? It's weird that they picked. That's 20. interesting. I didn't yeah, think about I, it like that. I don't know why. I don't think this this movie wasn't affected by the pandemic. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, think it was so. supposed to come out like earlier. But I, it's been in development for Probably like a, a while, surprisingly. Years, like yeah. about a few years. There was all these rumors stirring around about a Hocus Pocus 2 sequel. And it wasn't like Ghostbusters where like the cast didn't want to... Some of the cast members didn't want to come back. Um, and it's just like... Yeah, it seems like everyone wanted to do it, but they didn't have a great script. Or they didn't have a good story to tell. And Hocus Pocus is not one of those franchises where I believe there is a a lot to do to make it a sequel, to warrant right. sequels or TV series. If anything, the first movie was just a happy accident. It just so happened to get this cult following amongst the um, the 90s demographic of children and teenagers and even adults, too. So it was almost just an accident that this became a franchise. So they weren't expecting it. Yeah. and. Yeah, they, Disney wants to capitalize on their new success, but they're not putting in any effort. And I know I've said that a lot, but it's just painfully lazy. Yeah. Did this get a cult following in the same way like Scary Godmother did? Where you know, like where, I love Scary Godmother. It's great, but you know, like in the sense, like you know, I feel like because like Cartoon Network would basically spam that movie. You know, yeah. every 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 Halloween, every time I get to school and after Halloween, I'd see it on Cartoon Network and. I feel the same thing was like with Freeform and Disney Channel. They'd constantly oh, play that. Oh, Hocus day. Pocus last year. I always had Freeform, Freeform on, on Halloween. Like every day. It was always replaying from like Halloween Eve to Halloween. Same thing that, with Scary Godmother. I wonder if it's like the same thing. Like people just kept on watching it and like fell in love with it just because how often they kind of played with it. I, I will just say in Scary Godmother, the vampire kid's name is Orson. So if you guys haven't seen Scary Godmother, the first two, it's Scary Godmother and Scary Godmother 2, Jimmy's Revenge. It's they're a, really yeah, good. I, they're great. I'd recommend checking yeah. them out if you'd like to. They're, yeah. 
Same. If you'd like to, very much. If you're very much interested, I'd, uh, if you'd like to. I felt like, like, you know, the main actresses, like, you know, they were so fun in the original, but this one's just like, they're trying to recapture those roles, but half the time it's like, I don't see, like, the Sanderson sisters. I see the actresses trying to be. Different. They seem like bad cosplayers. It seems yeah. like uh, SNL sketches. Yeah, because, yeah. like, the makeup seems a little bit too overdone on Bette Midler. Sarah Jessica Parker, you can easily tell with Sarah Jessica Parker. And then Catherine and Jamie is probably the only one that actually looks close to the original, but there's like, I don't she know, doesn't she, do anything. Yeah, she doesn't. And it's like, they're trying so hard and it's like, it's just not like, it's just that it fails in all regards. Like I, it's cannot see through the makeup. I don't think the human characters had anything to them, at least in the first film, as bad as those characters were, they were, they either had lines that were just so stupid that it was memorable. Like there's one line that the the little sister says in the first film that I was so confused I actually had to Google what the terminology was. Like, wasn't something like your your yabos or yeah, something? Yeah, it was that. It's like there's lines like that that aren't present here, but they have no personality in this new one. And nah, they don't. It, it I don't. It they have no direction, no character. It's just they're blank slates. Right. They reminded me of. It felt very much. You know how you how Calvin described it as a Disney Channel movie for the first one i felt that more with this one especially with the characterization of these you know the leads you know they felt very much like disney kids than just you know kids which i think maybe is the appeal of the fur coast they kind of felt less disney kiddish the first kids i don't know nah this to me like the first one is very much a disney channel movie this was very much a disney plus movie because no offense to disney plus but like the past three years it's been around they have like their original content hasn't been like spectacular there's been like a couple things it's only like, like yeah, the franchise like, stuff and even then those are hit or miss like yeah. there's star wars stuff to, mandalorian's like, really good mandalorian's but awesome. boba fett is and not star good. Wars andor is good i've heard andor is good yeah but even like, look at the marvel you, stuff that's but their original like films their original tvs that are trying especially appealing to like the teen demographic have been terrible like yeah. i don't have you ever seen the high school musical series on disney plus yes, my I girlfriend's i couldn't even get through the first episode it was that bad i don't know i mean at least it got would be a robbery <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking. I think I think Ice Age Ice Age Six is very Kino. If you, <laughs> oh my gosh, I forgot that came out. I never even saw that. I don't. I didn't even bother. I mean, sometimes they just like what have a dumb trucks full of content. Just like literally dump it all on Disney Plus and see what happens. Well, especially now because Disney is putting all their um, currency into Disney Plus. Like when the pandemic happened, they took all the currency that they were supposed to have for their parks division and put it towards Disney Plus. To create just a mountain of just mediocre content, oh, that, and that, this is what. And that part makes sense why people are not fans of the Disney parks. Well, right yeah, now. that's why the Disney parks have been going downhill. And so then, what do you see the future of Disney Plus being with this original content? Not I think like, it's still going to continue, but it's like. But do you see it like you know as we keep moving out of the pandemic and more to in theater stuff and maybe a little bit less streaming in the next five to ten years? Do you think Disney Plus will still continue being this you know monster? In I the think so wars? because Disney only sees the dollar signs. Hmm. They don't care about quality, unfortunately. Yeah. And that's what's frustrating about Disney now. As much as I've been a lifelong Disney fan, it does hurt to see stuff like this just because this is not this is not the Disney I grew up with and I'm sounding very entitled, I realize, but there is still so many opportunities to create really great stories. And we still get stuff like that every year, but that should be majority. Like Encanto is wonderful. Ryan the Last Dragon is hit or miss with some people, but I found it really engaging and fun. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's the Disney I want. I don't want it to be so corporate and it's like where this 
I don't see any magic. I don't see any wonder in Hocus Pocus 2 or anything like that on Disney Plus, unfortunately. I, I, I think to the answer of your question, I think it's a matter of if, if they do, you know, I don't know, if they, if they do merge Hulu in the future or like if yeah. they start, or they do start I, expanding I think their Hulu branch. Will stay where it is because that's more like what's centered toward adults now. Fair. So. And there's quality control yeah. to a degree. Like there's yeah. some. I mean, we used to get the FX shows on there. So. Yeah. I mean, Hulu has some duds, obviously, but at least there's, it seems like there's money isn't really goal, but it is like prioritizing some sort of um, artistic integrity. Yeah, most definitely. But yeah, I don't know. Hocus Pocus too is just Hocus Pocus too. Too, I don't get what Disney's it's, trying to do, but I don't know. It's just not. There's good. just no charisma. Yeah, there's there's nothing here. Like I, I like you know, it's pretty emblematic of this movie is that we ended up diverging onto another topic related to Disney and not but talking it's an about the film. topic. Yeah, it's like I we mean, can't that, even stay I mean, on topic I mean, that just for shows 30 how, minutes. Like, the, uh, that just shows how yeah. impactful Focus Pocus Two is. Like it just takes two good rock songs and just taints them, and then tries to be meta, but it can't, and makes the Sanderson sisters look like they've been in rehab for the past twenty years. Before we get into final thoughts, I need to ask a very important question: Is this worse than the first film? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. At wow. least the first one had like that kind of Halloween Disney Channel movie spooky atmosphere to it. This was just like gray, if that makes sense. Like it was bland. Yeah, I agree because I think it just wants to. Yeah, at least in the first one, I can kind of say, like, you know, I always wanted to. It was an original idea, it had some creativity to it. And yeah, I mean, I don't like it because there's like parts of it that definitely feel dated, especially by today's standards. But I don't know, there's like a good quality to it, I think, that will attract a lot of the fans. And But this one just feels very lazy. And I don't know, I feel like I can. I feel like SVP could probably make a better film this. I feel like we're just giving our final thoughts. Yeah, well, okay, I guess we'll transition to final thoughts. Uh, before we get into that, I just wanted to point out, too, the massive irony in the fact that this sits at a higher Rotten Tomato score than the first film. That's the first film is like high 30s. This is currently at 63, so that shows you the state of Hollywood at this moment. So, yeah, final thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I'll just keep mine pretty brief because I just kind of said them, but it's just, it's boring. I'm not the target audience. I understand that. But this was a slog to sit through. If they do make a third, which they inevitably probably will within the next two to three years, you know, we'll be out of here by then. So we don't have good, to, good. <laughs> we don't have to log this on letterbox, but yeah, the, um, other than Sam Richardson and Tony Hale kind of, you know, being tolerable to watch, uh, this was pretty bad. So I'm going to go two out of time. Uh, yeah, it's bad. I mean, I think I just don't, I never seen anything so corporate, so lazy. It just tries to be. It doesn't try to do anything at all. I mean, really, the only people that are really trying is like probably the three main actresses again and Doug Jones. But even then, the three main actresses are like still feel so out of touch with like the role of it. And you could tell, like, what this is almost exactly 30 years after the first one came out. Like, it's insane that they decided, like, oh yeah, let's make a sequel to Hocus Pocus and profit off of the original's nostalgia. And it's just like, don't do that, please, guys. I'm. I'm just done. I mean, no more of these. <laughs> no more of these, Disney. Go back to Mandalorians or making good movies. Make Pinocchio, the good one, not the le the remake. Uh, don't make, make Doug's second movie, film. please. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, um, I didn't like it. It was boring, and I was mostly infuriated, and I don't get the appeal. Um, I'm, I, I'm sorry to any Hocus Pocus stands listening. 
Um, I hope you did. I, I'm I'm pretty sure you enjoyed it and hope you had a good time. And so you know, I think I'll give it a. This is tough because like, but I'll give it a. I think I'll give it a three, out of ten purely because like, yeah, I think I, I was so bored and, and frankly infuriated that I, I, I think I kind of have to factor that into the rating. Um, I'll explain why it's a tough rating as we'll, we'll find out very soon. But um, yeah, I did not care for this. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is I guess to answer the question that I that I brought up. It is worse than the original. I was honestly. When I got done watching it, I was—I honestly wasn't sure because I kind of—I disliked both movies equally, but for different reasons. But when I really sat and thought about it, I'm just like, okay, as bad as the first one was, at least it, it tried in some aspects. I right. don't get the sense that there was, like, there no one no one tried, even though I'm sure people did. It that's not how it seems like when I watch this movie. So right. yeah, it's bad, um, lazy, very cheap, and like I said earlier, if you're a fan of Hocus Pocus, you might like this, but you deserve something better. I think you deserve something that's more worthy of bearing that title. And this is coming from someone that's not a fan of the source material. So yeah, this movie's bad. It's on Disney Plus if you would like, check it out if you would like to. Uh, it doesn't seem like we would recommend it though, but <laughs> we're not gonna, like, we can't stop you. Right. So yeah, two out of 10, it's bad. And we're gonna transition from Hocus Pocus 2 on Disney Plus to another streaming service called Netflix. And we're gonna talk about The Monsters. The Monsters is a... A horror comedy reboot of the 60s TV show of the same name. This movie was written, directed, and produced by Rob Zombie. And it stars Jeff Daniel Phillips, Sherry Moon Zombie, Daniel Roebuck, Richard Brake, and Sylvester McCoy. And it's basically a origin story for the television show that I have not seen. And that's basically... I, it's like, I don't really know how to describe the plot of this movie just because it's more of a series of scenes. But what do we think about it? Well, you know, Rob Zombie, I've seen all of his filmography, and he's kind of basically a hit-and-miss filmmaker. Uh, you know, the Captain Spaulding stuff he did with the um, Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses, that, you know, is not really my kind of stuff, but I get that it's a throwback to 70s grindhouse exploitation movies. And I, I might get some flack for saying this. I liked his Halloween take. Like, it's one of those ones where you need to watch it the same way one watches Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead or Evil Dead 2013, where, yes, it's a retelling, but it's a very darker, different movie. And The Lords of Salem's okay. But this was this was a very interesting one because, you know, The Munsters is this very iconic, family-friendly TV show from, you know, 50 years, 60 years ago. And it's Rob Zombie doing it. Like, <laughs> people were like, what is he going to do? Is he going to do what he typically does where they're like this murderous group that dismember people in the most horrible ways or is it you know is he gonna stay true to the tone of the tv show and you know he did that and i think it works for the most part i had a fun time with this movie it's you know it's very silly and it's very campy and that's kind of what i wanted because i've seen the original show and that's the tone of the show mm. and my big issues are the writing it, it's very lackluster and i as much as rob zombie proclaims he's a huge fanatic of the monsters I don't think he got the character's personalities right. And it, we can get into that in a little bit, but I was just like, this isn't the characters from the TV show. And then at the very oh. end, they finally get to where they are. But it's like such a jump, you don't really see a character progression. It's just like, you know, Herman's one thing, and then for the last five minutes, he just completely goes to what he's like in the TV show, and it's like, all right, whatever. Yeah, I I mean, I gotta be honest, I never watched The Monsters growing up. I mean, obviously I'm not, I'm not from that era. I mean, I, I heard about the monsters. Like, I, I know that they're a, 
I know about like the whole concept of it, and it seems like a very campy concept that I think definitely fits in with like the Halloween season. But I like watch this, and it's like, I mean, I think like if that campiness was in like a half hour TV episode, I think it works. But if it's just an almost two hour movie, <laughs> it becomes very very boring. I mean, I just could not get into it. I mean, no, I do appreciate the effort uh, that. Rob Zombie put in this film, and I do appreciate the, the uh, how the actors like are taking these roles. Like they, they actually do a pretty good job, like you know, trying to embrace the insanity that was the TV show. Like this, it can't be insanity in some way, but it just felt incredibly boring. Like it just, I can you know, like for a few minutes it's fine, but then it's like, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just bored. Like I can't get into this at all. And, yeah, that's basically what I think about the monsters. Um, I, I'm, I, I don't know if I call myself a monsters fan, but I'm, I'm one of those people who prefers the monsters over the Adams family. Um, they, they're, they're one of those, you know, I watch, it's one of those shows you sometimes like watch, like as a child, like at like right before you go to school sometimes. Um, as far as my thoughts on this movie, um, I, I found it interesting that it, Really, this is it's interesting that Rob Zombie made like a direct like a '90s directive VHS movie. This is what it felt like to me. It reminded me very much tonally of like I don't know, like Baby Huey's Great Easter Adventure, Flintstones, Viva Las Vegas, or yeah, Viva Rock Viva Vegas, Viva Rock Vegas, um, My Uncle the Alien, like those. You know, you know that, that kind of like that Adult Swim infomercial that right. recently came yeah. out where it was like the wit, like the kid who wished his dad away. And I found, and someone I found that interesting. I didn't find it boring. I was very much fascinated by it. I do agree. It it dragged and went on for a long time. Um, as far as the two movies I watched today, I found this very much more fascinating. I will say I find it interesting that, you know, it, you say that, you know, it's very camp, you know, like, uh, you find they, like, a very stylistically similar to the show. Because in my opinion, I don't think the monsters were really camp as much as, you know, we modern-day perception. To me, it's most of the humor of the original monsters was... Humor at the time. Well, yeah, it was it was a sitcom. This this it was literally situation comedy in the sense that the joke came from the Munsters thought they were the average everyday American family, and then everyone else didn't see them that way. Right. And I find that actually. And going back to your comment about yeah, Rob Zombie being a big Munsters fan, like there was some like it, it's weird with this movie because like there's some things you can t- clearly tell he's a fan of because there's so many niche references to the Munsters, yet he does acknowledge like. You know, Lily, like Lily's sister, which is important to understand Marilyn Munster's history, or like, yeah, the characterization right. is completely off. Anyway, I'm going on way too long. Uh, Matthew, They're important points, though. <laughs> yeah, like, Millie, Matthew, feel free to give your thoughts now. Yeah, um, I've never seen an episode of The Munsters, and I've never seen a Rob Zombie film. So I went into this with the complete opposite perspective as Orson and Dana. But so I'm just like, you know, I'm going to judge this as a film. I'm not going to look into this as an adaptation. I'm just going to judge it as a film. And as a film, I was incredibly, incredibly bored. This is 110 minutes, and it feels, it overstays its welcome. This should have been 85 minutes tops. I agree. Because Agreed. what yeah. happens in the, this whole movie feels like one long first act and then just ends. Right. Yeah. Like, it's just a series of scenes, which I guess if it's like, okay, maybe it's supposed to be like the show because it, how you're describing it, it's very much situational. It's a sitcom. So it's like every single week there is just, you know, an episode of the yeah. week. They just have a story. It's singular, self-contained. There's no um, overlapping storyline. That's in like, okay, fine. 
but it's a movie. This is not a TV show. It should have, when I watch a movie like this, I expect some sort of three act structure and it didn't really feel like that. And like I said, I would have been fine. I wouldn't be so harsh if it weren't for its astronomically long length. And also it's incredibly cheap production values. Like this movie cost, uh, not a lot. And it shows. Not a lot as people thought it did. Like, not a lot at all. I've seen YouTube fan films that look better than this. And, like, even, I don't know if it's trying to go for a style, because, correct me if I'm wrong, The Munsters is in black and white. Yeah. I read an article about this that Universal said no to black and white. Really? Yeah, that was, like, the... Excuse me. And you have to to remember, this was made by Universal's direct-to-DVD. Direct-to-video, yeah. Like, Division and... Which, that's an interesting thing, is when people are like, oh, well, you can tell that, you know, it's a straight-to-streaming movie. No, it was always going to go straight to streaming. It was never going to be theatrical. Yeah. So when people are like, oh, they just sold it off because they didn't like it, it was always going there no matter what. Which I, I think is like, I don't know, even if it's direct to video, I it still looks cheap. That's not an excuse. I think I liked the production value. I'm not, saying it's, yeah. I'm not saying it's great, but I thought it added to like the Halloween tone and the campiness. Like, I sure. thought it was ugly, honestly. Because like it had such a... The black and white would have been cool. The black There is black and white at the end. But that was cool. Yeah, and it was nice. It, it looked better, but when you see it in color, it's like it looks like Speed Racer. Honestly, oh, that's the colors are so bright and nauseatingly like just distracting to look at. I and think, yeah, yeah, you want to go? I mean, I'm, I'm guessing for me, it's like you know the filmmaking, and I mean, I know there's like a huge flack against digital filmmaking, but to be honest, I don't mind digital filmmaking. I mean, no. I work on films that are entirely digital. Um, but I think like with this, it's just like the digital quality is too obvious. And I, I can understand what the point is. Like it's supposed to be kind of like that. But it's just like it becomes distracting because I feel like zombie doesn't have an idea of story structure. And it's like, yeah, we're going to start the origin story. And oh, they get married. And it's like then just hijinks. Like there's not yeah. really any resolution to the plot you get an unnecessary villain that's not even addressed in the climax it's just like the film tries to like do something and it's just like it just doesn't work and it it wants to be like this type of halloween camp thing but it's just like it's more focused on that than it is an actual story i want to clarify that i i thought this movie was bad i i really really did but not in the same way as hocus pocus 2 because that movie was annoyingly lazy but this one, the reason why I think it's so bad is just because it is so dull. Nothing is really? happening. I thought it was kind of funny. Like I, I yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's like it's. There's no plot. Yeah. This is a movie that has no plot. It's like Lamb all <laughs> over again. It's like nothing happens, and then it just stops. And it's like, okay, what did? Thanks for wasting my time. First of all, and two, I like the idea of just kind of like classic monsters and like, you know, it's that Halloween spirit. You can make something fun out of this. And even when looking up information about the show, it seems like, yeah, this, I get why this has a audience. It's kind of like Adam's family. Like I'm more familiar with Adam's family and not nearly as much um, as most people might expect, but it's still, there's nothing here. I didn't, I couldn't, I didn't find myself attached to literally anything. Nothing in the characters, definitely not in the story, but even just visually, like it's just one of those movies where it's like I rather just stare at the wall because I'm so bored. Universal should put that on the marquee uh, 
uh, Bijou Banter compares monsters to Lamb. <laughs> lamb is not, Lamb is also a very boring film too. Um, yeah, no, at I least think they lamb, had a really cool ending. Yeah, and <laughs> this lamb, doesn't. And Lamb at least tried meaning, and this obviously is a different objective for this film. Like it's obviously just wanting to embrace what the monsters was, and you know, for fans of the show, that's fine. But like for newcomers, it's like, what is like you're just kind of getting an idea, but you know. Like, what is this? What is it trying to accomplish here? Like, you want to do an origin story, but then you just want to do a typical monsters episode, and it's just like, I don't mind the campiness. Like, I, I love camp. Camp is amazing. Batman I mean, sixty six. Yeah, I mean, I watch mystery science theater <laughs> for price. I I watch that stuff because it it amazes me, but it's just like, I never felt like camp could be so boring until I saw this film. <laughs> I- I want to ask your specifically all you guys who didn't like it. What did you think of like? Because one of the reasons I didn't find it boring was a lot of like the weird like, and why I kind of found it like at moments funny bad. At like I laughed just purely out of because like some of the weird like editing transitions. Oh, I thought like, those were funny. Like like some of those like weird shots that were like so like what what are you? Do- I don't know how to describe them. like it's, like there's something like specifically that transition from like when they're exploring Hollywood and stuff and. Something like those weird, like, shot, like, weird tilt Y-angle wins. Like, there was, like, some shots and, like, transitions that just made me laugh in the sense of, like, what are you doing? And I want to know, like... I... That wasn't present in the show? No. I no. just assumed that was, like, a reference to the show. No, no, no. It's uh, not... No, yeah. the, the show is very much just a, it's you know... Just, it's very much just regular 50s sitcom. It's just that they're monsters. Again, okay. the, 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 it's, the show wasn't really camp. It was more... Like, to us, it perceives a camp at the time. It's just the joke is literally... They think they're an average everyday family, and the the com- comedy comes from Which, oh, that's another one of the things you kind of brought this up earlier that even I noticed too was that his references are all over the place. Like the Tin Can Man is yeah. it? the Tin there's Can a Man. There's a Eastwood reference. There is interesting. Really there, there's a there's a reference to was it yeah, you know, Dirty Harry for no reason. One of the other things that you just brought up is that in the original show they're oblivious that they're different, and here it's like we know we're monsters. But in the show, they just like go around like we, we why aren't we? We're just everyone else, and so it's very strange to me that like it, they're kind of smarter here, but then they're stupider in the show. Because yeah, their characterization is completely off. I agree with you, Orson. That, and granted, you can make the argument as like oh, they're supposedly younger, but I just did not. The well, only character I think was vaguely similar, but even then was like Grandpa. But even then, even though even even still like Grandpa, I mean you could already. The only reason I don't fully think that is because Grandpa was still kind of anti-Herman, but you could make the argument that but, it's because they're younger. But I just the characterization, yeah, was off with Lily. It's and weird Herman. because Herman was always like dopey. Yeah, but he wasn't like a frat boy. Yeah, like, there's a specific word, but I can't use they, it. And Grandpa is like so cynical in this. Yeah, but in the show, he's like, yes, he's an old man. He's kind of a curmudgeon, but there's like that sweetness to him. Here, I didn't really feel that at all. Yeah, because him and Herman are kind of like you know, ragtag buddies in a sense. Mm-hmm. And the show, here they're just like enemies, it feels like, until the last two minutes. So, so it sounds like, from what I'm hearing, they changed a lot, almost? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, they did, but it's at the weird. same... Because again, because like Rob Zombie... It seems so archetypical. That's that's why I'm surprised. Yeah, because like Rob Zombie, again, the reason why I think Orson and I are kind of confused, like, as Rob Zombie... Because like, he says he's a hardcore fan, but we like wonder, like, what is he... There's some things he's just like, again, because like, like, only a hardcore fan would reference, like, the Tim Cammon, or like, pick, like... But that like, reference doesn't make any sense. I know, but like, or like Lily's brother was like, like, wasn't it like one episode? He's like, yeah. like, is like, but like, but they don't, 
miss like some like the tone and stuff and like all these other like weird it's weird um uh another mm -hmm. i think another thing i'd like to just bring up and mention is like yeah this isn't the first monsters reboot it should be pointed out yeah there's, yeah there's uh, there are other shows yeah like films, every right? decade there seems to be a monsters reboot um in the 70s there was like a cartoon in the and then in the 80s, there's the Monsters Today, which was literally oh. the Monsters are cryogenically frozen and wake up in the 80s. <laughs> then in the 90s, there was like a television movie. I think it was Here Come the Monsters. Uh, there wasn't one in the 2000s, and then there was, but in the 2010s, there were actually two. One is the infamous and famous 1313 Mockingbird yeah. Lane pilot, which it was a dark, gritty reboot of the Monsters. And then there was also supposedly going to be a reboot done by Seth Meyers where it was going to be the... That's true, yeah. Where the Munsters were in modern-day Brooklyn dealing with modern with millennial hipsters, dealing with... That was the humor. Huh. And I'm like... So I'm... I think one of the reasons I'm kind of like kinder... I think kind of also kind of that is like I could also see it being worse. We could have like gotten the Hocus Pocus 2 right. of like Munsters movies, I think. <laughs> I'd much rather get a movie that's trying so hard to be like camp and like its own style than the joke being that herman becomes like a vine sensation or something you know yeah we're gonna transition to a quick psa and we'll be right back with more bijou banter welcome back to bijou banter we are continuing our conversation on the monsters and i'm glad you two are having this conversation about giving I, like more context to the show just because now i might like the movie a little less just because it's not accurate to what the tv show is like well here's my question yeah i know you haven't i don't know if any of you guys have seen rob zombie's other stuff no i haven't I have. he's, I've seen he's a pretty graphic filmmaker you know mm -hmm. now he's making this kids movie here's my question do you think you would have been more interested to see like a hardcore r-rated take on the monsters or just would have possibly been worse because I, he's sullying even more this family-friendly content i don't i don't know just because like I said, I'm in that weird twilight zone where it's like I have literally no connection, no history right. to anyone involved with this film at all. I went in completely cold. So either even if it was like NC-17 or something or if it was rated like TVY, like I would have to go in and just be like, OK, I don't know what to expect, but I'm just going to watch it as a film. Right. So. Yeah, and as a film, like I just didn't really get it. It was like one of the most empty movie experience I've had in a long time, just because I didn't really get anything out of it. And I don't like saying that, but I'm just like I was. I can't. I just can't stress how uninterested and unengaged I was watching it. My question is, um, do you think, uh, much like Hocus Pocus, um, a would do you think this will get a cult following? And B. This movie is clearly made for ch children, which is one of the things I kind of appreciate about it is Rob Zombie made a movie for kids, which is something like an admiration. And it's, do you want, what do you think a child would think of this movie? Like, as, if you were, like, 10 or 9, what would you think of this movie? I think they probably think it's fine. I was worried he was going to make a movie based on, like, an old product that was just going to be marketed just for kids of this generation, and, like, the people that grew up with it couldn't watch it. I felt like those people could. There's a lot of adult jokes in it, like, Grandpa's reading, reading Playghoul, and it's like, <laughs> okay, you know, and they talk a lot about, like, alcohol and stuff. But, yeah, I think it's interesting that he did that. It's kind of like when uh, Eli Roth did some kids' movie a couple of years ago, The House with a Clock on Its Walls or something, mm -hmm. but I never saw it. He's kind of... like Martin Scorsese making Hugo or, or uh, something. Right. Or Spike Jones making Where the Wild Things Are. Like, well, Where I, the Wild Things Are is deep, Pretty dark though. movie. Yeah. No, and, and again, like, I, I love it, and I think directors more often should get out of their comfort zone, and I especially think they'd make great kids' movies. Like, I think I'd, I'd love to see Quentin Tarantino make a movie for children because I think he'd oh, make yeah. a fascinating like movie like the Sandlot or something like hmm. it'd be very cool. And I, you know, I, I, that's one of the things I just, 
want to know, like, what would a kid think of this? And do you also think this will get a cult following? I do. I, I, I don't. Probably gonna get one. I, if I were to see this as a kid, I actually don't know what I would have thought about it. Like, I would probably think, like, eh, it, it's fine. I probably would have been a bit more, um, would have reacted a bit more positively to my 21-year-old self. But, um, yeah, it's just, someone's calling. Um, but Someone has something to say about the monsters. Yeah, I, I guess. But, um. You yeah, gave I just hocus pocus a negative review. <laughs> that that's the Sanderson sisters wanting to yeah, curse us. Oh yeah, mm. or it's uh it's Grandpa Munster. It's uh anyway. So yeah, I don't know what I would have thought. I really just don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing for me, it's like you know maybe I would have liked it as a kid, but it's like I might have just like forgotten about it because I think like the movie is trying to do so much. It's either trying to you know be the monsters, be this campy type film try and you know try something different try something a little bit low budget that would honestly be out of budget i would make it but it's just like i i feel like it just gets lost in what it really wants to be like do you want to be the monsters or do you want to be this campy movie and i think it just gets lost in that yeah and i think that's what you know causes me to get bored because you know there is not really a structure i think yeah and tries for i mean there is initially like an origin but it's just like it just there's no structure to this film and it kind of like like it kind of bores me after a while because i'm not invested in the plot no i don't think plot was ever important in the monsters but it's just like i need something to latch on yeah i mean especially for 110 minutes if it were 20 minutes it would have been fine uh, yeah Yeah. and i think like what say something like killer clowns in outer space that is that that is a a fun movie that is a very campy b movie right but you know the thing that made me watch on to that was is just the absurdity of it and also what also with the fact that you know it was it had a very simplistic plot so it had some sort of structure this is does not have a structure at all right and i i guess you can make the argument that rob zombie was trying to make oh it's a tv show a bunch of tv shows but yeah i agree i think because like if you're going with that mentality i think the only interesting part i really was like invested in like i got when i think when it really kicked in was the last 20 minutes in my opinion Mm. is like when when it started, like, they were actually dealing with... Because I think the biggest problem for me is, like, if, if they wanted... I think there was... Why it felt so meandering and lack of structure is there really wasn't much... There wasn't really, like, any antagonist too much in the first... Yeah, there was no, there's no conflict. Until, like, the yeah. last 20 minutes when they're actually in the the town. I don't know. And so I think if, if they really wanted to be, like, an episodic thing, I guess maybe if they added more of an antagonist or stuff. I don't know. Um, I think so. Yeah. I... <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't have much else to add. Does anyone else? I do, but I could be here for an hour and I yeah. assume we're... What's one more thing that you liked? We'll do one more thing, then we'll go into final thoughts. I just thought it had, like, a nice atmosphere for, like, spooky season. I feel like it's something that's... I mean, if you liked it, you could easily pop it on while you're, like, yeah. carving pumpkins or something. This is, like, perfect, like, something to have with the spirit Halloween right. background. Um, what I liked about it, I just, I guess, I think I just respect it in the sense that it, even that... It's a movie that has an identity and a personality and an arrow and you don't have that. And I like, and I, you know, like going back to the, him making kids movie, I felt like he was making a movie and this might be the biggest problem. He was making a movie that he thought a, if he was a kid, what a movie he'd right. like, what he would make as a kid or like he thought, or he hasn't seen a, what a kid's movie in like 30 years. Yeah. And so he's making a movie and like, so, and I think that's, you know, again, I don't think it's, I personally think, don't think it's good, but I, I, in some ways I have an admiration for it. 
Is it Final Thoughts? Yeah, I guess we can go into Final Thoughts. Well, I really liked it. I was, you know, very nervous. And it was not the train wreck that I feel like it could have been. But I understand why for some, you guys kind of left just feeling very um, disappointed and bored with it. For me, you know, I I think if one goes in expecting a fun kind of, you know, spooky horror movie. It's not even a horror movie. Stay tuned to The Sound Alternative. 89.7 KRUI. I thought that was Matthew screwing. No, I don't know. Was, we're still, we're still. In <laughs> anyway, I thought anyway. it was a fun movie. I would be interested to see a sequel. I don't. It sounds like the Blu-ray sales are doing very good for this movie. So if it's done right, I'd be interested. I have a lot of. I had a lot of fun with it. I'm gonna give the Monsters a seven out of ten. Uh, yeah, this movie. I don't know. I was just bored by it. I think it. I mean, I do. I don't discredit the effort of Rob Zombie and and the actors seem to be having a lot of fun with it. I think they actually had some. Like, they try to embrace these characters the best they can, and they, they do a fairly good job from what I, at least from what I've seen. But I think otherwise, like, the movie just kind of loses itself and just can't be valued, kind of loses its identity and just doesn't really have anything to offer. And I don't know, I think this movie tried, I mean, I give credit that the filmmakers tried to make it a very worthwhile watch, but otherwise, I'm going to ask, it's pretty bored by it. Um... I, again, I think, while well, it's a bad movie, and I think that I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10, and why I give it higher than The Hocus Pocus 2, and why, and again, as I said, why it was so hard for me to give, what do I rate these two on different levels, and why I'm giving it a bigger rating is, say what you will about, you know, this movie, I think I respect it more as a movie, as like, there's a vision, there's an idea, personality, I will remember this movie more than Hocus Pocus 2. And I and I respect Rob Zombie for making a move for children. And I mean, I will also... And for me, I don't think... You know, I think it was... I think it, And also, as I think, has some moments that I think some people have, like, want to have a funny, bad moment, they might get enjoyment out of it, possibly. I don't know. But I think... Again, I think I respect it more... Than say like another you know Hocus Pocus two, which is why I gave it a four out of ten. But I don't, I still think it's bad, like objectively bad. I, and I think it has you know, but I, 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 you know, it has its moments. I think at times, but yeah, uh, I think you actually said well, this has a vision. Hocus Pocus two doesn't have a vision. I can at least tell that Rob Zombie was passionate about it because he's been a lifelong Monsters fan. Whether or not it's um, accurate to the TV series is uh, up to the fans, but. For me, it's just absolutely boring. It's absolutely just a nothing experience that I got literally not out of. So I'm never watching it again, but I will acknowledge that this was better than Hocus Pocus 2. Still a bad movie, but bad for different reasons. Honestly, I'm giving it a 2 out of 10 uh, just because I, I I couldn't attach to anything. No, that's, that's like, fair. That's fair. But so yeah, it's, um, it's not... And when I say 2 out of 10, it's a high 2. And whereas Hocus Pocus 2 is like a low, low two. It's bordering on one. I might change it later. But anyway, that wraps up this episode of Bijou Banter. Tune in next week where we're going to talk about the 2022 Hellraiser remake or reboot. I don't know. I think it's a remake. Yeah, Remake and something else. Uh, We're still not sure what we're going to talk about to pair with. But until next time, I've been Matthew. I've been Orson. I've been Daniel. I'm Dana Woolery. Yeah. And we will see you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.